everyone to the Two Tongues Podcast. Consider this your invitation to join Kyle and Chris on a journey through our minds. Where we explore the questions that have fascinated us for as long as we can remember. Could anarchy actually work? Does God exist? And just how did the cosmos get here anyway? Let me be the Virgil to your Dante, the Sacagawea to your Lewis and Clark. Let's take the guided tour through the dark chambers of our unconscious, seeking answers to the most important and unsettled questions of our shared existence. Ready or not, here we go. All right, all right, here we are. Coming at you with another episode of the Two Tongues Podcast. Uh, so one thing we've talked about recently is um, having people doing some interview type things. And uh, it's funny that we were talking about that because uh, I randomly on the internet got a direct message from someone on Twitter challenging me to a debate about capitalism. Um, I, I didn't really think that that sounded that interesting. So uh, we kind of reformatted, and we're just going to do a little bit of a conversation with a, a fellow named John. John, how you doing? I'm doing great. Good, good. Good to hear it. Yeah, thanks for coming on, John. Appreciate it. Um, yeah, can you all turn your volume up a little bit? Yeah, we got, we're going to have to figure out which particular volume to turn up, but one second. We will. Yep, there you go. Is that better? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. We good to go? Yep, sounds good to me. All right. All right, so John, um, why don't you start this off by telling us a little bit about yourself and um, where you're coming from, uh, you know, ideologically, politically, whatever. All right. Well, uh, to start off, there are a lot of confusions about what people, I'm a member of the alt-right. Uh, there are a lot of confusions about the alt-right because we don't get a lot of representation. We get banned by pretty much everybody, and people who are alt-right rarely get on invited into any podcast, usually. Even uh, right-wing people tend not to host people like us. So yeah. there's a lot of misinformation about us, and of course the leftists, they love to say all these terrible things about us, trying to say that we're terrorists, that we want to kill minorities, all these horrible things okay. that uh, we do not believe. Okay, well, that's good. I'm glad to know that you don't think those things. That's that's a yeah, yeah. I'm not some skinhead Nazi or anything. Okay, so what what are you? I mean, if you had to affix yourself with a label, which I am not crazy about doing for myself, honestly. But I mean, you you know, give me like the best you got. Well, the alt right is kind of a loose, huh? No, no. Go ahead. I'm sorry. The alt right is a loose association of mostly young white men who have common beliefs okay. about uh, race. There are many people in the alt-right. You have nationalists, you have uh, fascists, you have Nazis, you have many different uh, people within the alt-right. And, you know, people come up with new labels all the time. So, but of course, immediately, you know, these people always get, you know, uh, labeled by the media as terrorists. So alt-right 
used to mean something different back in the day, but then Charlottesville happened. And, you know, that all happened. They tried to call us domestic terrorists, just like what they're doing to Trump supporters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, happened to us back in the day. Yeah. So, but, uh, no, go ahead. It's all right. So, uh, now, aside from, like, whatever you would call your ideology, what what are, like, the particular beliefs that set you apart from, you know, people that I can't stand who are, I would say, like, the establishment right? You know, you're kind of uh, run-of-the-mill Republican, that kind of a person. What sets you apart from um, Mitt Romney? Oh, my. Well, the alt-right, we are uh, we are conservatives, socially speaking, but we are collectivists. We believe that race is a very important thing to society, that you need uh, a homogenous nation to have order. All right, okay. There are certain things that hold society together, uh, race, culture, and uh, political beliefs. These type of things hold a society together. And when you stray away from these things, you get chaos. So we've seen this in America in the past 50 years. All right, back in the 1950s, we were a very homogenous nation. Uh, We were mostly white, European, specifically Anglo-Saxon. We were an English-speaking country, and we were Protestant. Even the people who were not white, like black people, were still Christian. So we were a homogenous nation where everybody had stuff in common. Sure, way more so than we are today. I, I'll agree with that. Um, sure. I, but go ahead. I'm sorry. You you finished what you were saying. Yeah. All right. So uh, I'm not a racial supremacist. I don't believe that whites are superior per se, but I do believe that all humans are tribal. I think that the idea that we can just mix people around from different races, different cultures, I don't think you can do that without chaos happening. All right? It's like uh, society, you know, people always say about America that it's a melting pot. You know, the idea is that we take all the cultures and melt them together. Yeah. But here's the issue. You can't really do that. You know, you can't just mix different cultures together because most cultures are not very compatible with one another. You know, we're seeing this with Muslims and Christians attacking each other, uh, Muslims attacking Jews in Europe and in America. We see this chaos all the time. If you look at the rest of the world, they are very segregated. Every country you look at, most of them have uh, laws in place based around race. You look at India and uh, I think Pakistan, they have laws on that. You look at China, you look at any country they have a firm racial identity and they have laws based around race and culture. Okay. And the problem with diversity is diversity can work to some extent, but when you have too much diversity and nothing to hold people together, it falls apart. And this is what we're seeing in America today. America as a nation is falling apart. So, so John, I'll jump in. So what, uh, so what the alt right wants to do is, Excuse me, sorry. It's hot in my room. I can barely catch a breath. <laughs> yeah, I can't really talk for that long without losing my breath. Hold on. 
Yeah, no problem, man. Uh, well, I mean, we I'm sure we got some questions for you after all that. So if you need to, like, take a second. Uh, yeah. So anyways, I do have an issue with uh, rambling, so I don't uh, mind if you stop me. So do but, we. Uh, we. We both do, too. Yeah. So the alt-right solution to these issues are simple. We keep America a homogenous nation as much as we can. Okay. America was a much more stable country back in the 1950s when it had a white majority. So what we want to do is implement laws to preserve the white majority in America, to increase the white birth rates and shut down non-white immigration for many different reasons. Okay. As well as we want to change white people because, you know, white people nowadays are far from what we used to be. So what we want to do as well is rebuild uh, – Excuse me. We want to rebuild the white community. So, so John, I'll step in here for a second because Kyle and I are both like chomping at the bit on several things that you've said so far. But I don't think it's fair to jump into anything without asking one other question. So, yeah, you can go ahead now. It has to do with it has to do with your. I don't know, man, your, your, your upbringing, your background. Um, I, we don't have to get too specific about, about where you live, but it's, you know, it's the summer, it's hot. You got a tiny bit of an accent. Something tells me you live further South than I do. And, um, and, uh, and I just wonder like, you know, um, my, you know, my parents and my grandparents and my great grandparents who I had, uh, a lot of, I've, I've lived, you know, 10, 12 years before my great grandparents died. And they go back to the, the great, I mean, my great grandfather was born in 1908. So, so there, there's some, you know, I will put it kindly, conservative views on that side of the family. And there's, you know, some, some views that today people, people would absolutely call racist. What I'm, what I'm curious about is how much of this, because like there's obviously a lot of focus that you're, you're bringing up about the alt-right and, and the connection that you continue to make about race in that regard. Um, I guess what I'm curious about is your, maybe your upbringing and where you live. And, and if, you could, if, you, if you think that has had an influence on these ideas before we start picking them apart? Uh, no. Uh, I've grown up around a lot of black people. I live in North Carolina. Mm -hmm. There's a large black population. Uh, this is something I've noticed. There does seem to be a disconnect on white people's opinions and where they live. Mm -hmm. What I've noticed is that poor white people like me, uh, Southerners, we tend to be more Republican than white liberals living in gated communities. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of this has to do with actually exposure to minorities. Because when I go to school, uh, I noticed that people would always uh, separate themselves. I noticed that the black kids would always sit next to the other black kids, and the white kids would always sit next to the other white kids. Right. So there does seem to be natural separation of people based on race. And... What I think is the case, the reason why white people who are lower class tend to be more Republican, more anti-immigration, is because we've had, uh, we got no protection from minorities. So when a bunch of black people want to rob people's houses, uh, the white liberals who are living in gated communities, they're not exposed to that type of behavior. While white people like me who are living in the lower class, we are exposed to the bad behaviors of other people a lot more often. Yeah. So 
I don't I don't disagree with you on pretty much any of that to be honest with you. I think that that in my mind is a product of judging as collectives as uh you know black people are going to be committing crimes, white people are going to not be committing crimes or are not going well, to be Well, it's not about victim, that. Or or are not going to be the victims of crimes. Um yeah. I, I mean I think that uh I think that a lot of white people and a lot of, um, you know, maybe conservative people, a lot of their their conceptions about race relations in the South is completely is completely skewed too. Um, white people and black people have been living together in the South and get you know getting on longer than anywhere. Um, uh, I would say that's entirely true. Yeah. We've lived next to each other, but in separate neighborhoods. Sure, uh, sure. We've but- never. Yeah, there, there's a, there's a lot more there's a lot more mixing going on. Well, this is the weird thing because uh, I do agree. Like down south, you'll meet a lot of mixed race people, but you know, in a diverse school, I actually went to Laney High School, the same high school Michael Jordan went to, and you'll notice this stuff. It's a weird phenomenon. You will meet some of the most uh, racist white people living around black people, and you'll also meet the most anti-racist people living around black people as well. So it seems like uh, living around minorities can either make people very extreme. You know, it really does bring out the extremism in people when you're actually living in diversity. All right, so if you're a white person and you're and you've never lived around black people you're going to have a very different opinion of them than if you've lived around them your whole life. Sure. Absolutely. So, so, so John, let me, let me ask you, man, um, you you said something earlier that was interesting. You you were talking about communities um, working efficiently and successfully when, when they're more homogenous. And that seems to be, that seems to be the reason why the, the race issue is front and center for you that, uh, and you, you brought up three things. You brought up culture, religion and, and race. And, I, you know, I, I agree with you that culture um, binds communities together and religion does that too. But the thing is, religion is, is culture. It's a part of culture. And, uh, uh, you know... Um, well, yeah, these things, it's like the Holy Trinity. You know, they're separate but the same. Oh, I see what you In saying. a way. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, but why focus on, like, all right, so let me ask you a question, man. Um, you know, you live in you live in a community with that. You know, that's that's diverse. You got some black people there, some some white people there, some Latina people there, whatever it is. Um, you know, if you if you live, you know, in the community together, you guys shop at the same stores, you see each other on the street, you go to the barbecues together. If you guys live together like that, um, and you share the same culture in every way other than the color of their skin and their you know na- national origin, let's say. Um, I guess what I'm what I'm what I'm curious about is why focus on race because in a situation like that, if everybody was belonging to the same religion, uh, adopting the same culture, all the same norms, you know, they respect the law, they respect one another, that that the color of their skin and the way they look um, wouldn't change the the the, fa- the fact that it's a, it's a homogenous culture. Everybody's sort of the same, um, and your your focus on race is. I just wonder if you've thought about that, like, you know. Um, oh, I've thought about it. 
Uh, I used to be a Civic Nationals like you. I used to never think about race. I used to think it was all about culture. But here's the thing. If you look at history, we've already tried this stuff. You know, if you look at the Catholic Church, specifically, the all of Europe at one point was, has lived under the authority of the Catholic Church. Right. All right. But then the Protestant Revolution happened. And if you actually look at how people divide themselves, they divide themselves based on ethnicity. You know, uh, Martin Luther was a German, and he translated the Bible into German. And uh, prod, uh, the Catholic Church was Roman. So when we see this in history, people will share the same culture, but it doesn't really matter. They will divide themselves on race even still. So even if people have the same religion and the same culture, they will divide themselves. And we see this in America as well. Sure. All yeah. Right? yeah, absolutely. Uh, black people have a black church and white people have a white church. And these churches are very different. And, you know, race, it's, the way I see it is race is a natural thing and it is like a, a magnet. All right. So you can bring people together and hold on. My mother's talking to me. Sorry. That's all right. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's hard to explain, really. It's almost mystical. If you look at history, there have been plenty of times where people have been uh, united under one flag, but that's only temporary. It seems like people will naturally drift apart based on ethnicity and race. So even if, in theory, we were to make everybody support the Constitution, even if we were to make everybody go to church and live in the same neighborhood, you know, eventually, have, as we've seen with history, people divide themselves based on racial and ethnic lines. I, I you know, race is like a magnet. It pulls people together. I think that you're right about that to, to some, you know, to, to some large degree. I think that people do tend to self-segregate um, based on, you know, their own in-group, their own tribe. That being said, there is a lot of um, mixing. And I did, when I said mixing before, I didn't necessarily mean uh, in mating, you know, reproduction sense. I meant yeah. more like culturally, like, you know. Um, yeah. You know, like when I was talking about the South earlier, I said that there's more mixing going on. And there's more just by the nature of that there's more black people in the South. So there's going yeah, to be but... more exposure in, in general and that, that rubbing up happens. And yeah, a lot of times people yeah. do tend to self-segregate, but people also integrate, you know, voluntarily as well. And yeah. But as I said before, paradoxically, yes, there is a lot of mixing in the South, but there's also a lot of racism in the South as well. All right. The Ku Klux Klan came from the South. It didn't come from the North. Right. All right. So, Yes, you do see a lot of mixing to an extent, but you also paradoxically see a lot of hatred ri arise as well. Uh, and I, I do have a theory for this, and I think it actually has to do with people's personality types. Well, the, for, uh, for sure. I mean, for sure. Yeah. For sure that there's a conservative tendency and personality that will lead you to um, that will lead you to want to support um, homogeneity, closed borders protecting your people from disease and invasion and all that stuff. That's a conservative personality trait. I a hundred percent agree with you. And everybody has 
a degree of that. Even the most um, even the most liberal <laughs> liberal person in Connecticut has got some degree of that. We all we all do. But I have, mm-hmm. I have something I wanted to ask you. You were talking um, a moment ago about um, oh, I'm losing it now. <laughs> you were talking. Damn it! Fuck. This is the problem with uh, this is the problem with uh, my our, our minds racing here with all these different topics. Yeah. It's um oh oh you you were saying that people will self that, that they will um group themselves together automatically that they will segregate themselves um automatically you know if you put them together eventually and and eventually. This, and, and so the, the the one that came to my mind the example is this. If you if you have a community that's entirely homogenous like like you know Japan, let's say, or even a small yeah. even a small community like the Amish, let's say, where everybody's you know du- you know Dutch German, everybody's very homogenous in their culture. That those people, even those people, are going to find ways to be different from one another, and they're going to take pride in it. And I do that myself. Yeah. I want to. I don't want to be like everybody else, and nobody nobody does. We want to separate ourselves from the group, even with people that are the most identical to us you can imagine. Would you agree well, with some that? Yeah, some people. But I some wouldn't people. say most people are like that. So, so if I'm in a homogenous community and I have the same impulses to segregate myself, you know, it's just like what you know. Just you can imagine back when you were in high school, and you're ch- trying to come up with, you're trying to figure out your identity. You're learning from other people. You're seeing yeah. different ways of life, different ways of being. You see things you like. You see things you don't like. You create your your yourself that way. And um, oh yeah. Go ahead, Kyle. Um, Why? Huh? Go ahead. You're you're good. Well, I do agree with that. Like, I do support hierarchy within race. You know, obviously, I do support diversity within the white race. I don't believe everybody should be the same. Obviously, you're going to have your Dutch and your German and your Irish, and even within those groups, there's going to be separation. I do support that. Do you believe that Italian? Do you believe that Italian? Do you believe that Italian people are white? I mean, they're kind of the first white civilization besides the Greeks. So, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Like, that is complete leftist bullshit. Like, we have the documents from the 1950s. In the 1920s, Italians were counted as white. All right. If you were an Italian immigrant to America, you had paperwork that said that you were a white person. You know, there. Now, there, yes, it is. Huh? There, there, are, uh, there are people in, you know, like the you know, alt-right movement that, you know, that line of thinking that say that like Italian people aren't white and people from Spain. I've never really met a person white. like that. Yeah. I think that's complete leftist propaganda. Okay. meant to Divide the white race. Listen, listen, I got to tell you what baffles me the most is that I, I was not aware that alt-right had become a racial thing. Oh really? So I, I was familiar with it in the beginning and I don't participate in popular culture to, to the minimal level that I possibly have to. I just, yeah, yeah. I ignore it because it's mostly fucking bullshit. So the fact that all, that the alt right has become a, a racial movement is kind of baffling to me because it, it started out as a liberty movement had nothing to do with race. So John, what are your thoughts on that, man? How did that happen? And, and you know, and why? And and it seems like that that's a, a part of the reason why you why you appreciate the the, the movement and are identifying with it. So what, what happened here? Are you talking to me? Oh, yeah. Uh, I'll probably explain that. Well, I mean, it depends on what the alt-right was supposed to be. See, the alt-right was meant to be alternative right to the mainstream Republican. But yeah. here's the thing about it. The mainstream Republican libertarian parties, they already supported liberty. 
right, the only people who would be attracted to the alt-right are people who are looking for something beyond liberty. Because liberty is not the most important thing. I am liberty, going to have to disagree with you. I do not think that the Republican Party... Hold on. I, I Allow mean, me to... Sure. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. All right. Liberty, in my opinion, is a pathway to prosperity. However, what you need is a guidance. You need an identity that will lead you to prosperity. Because we have liberty in this country right now. And we are currently a nation of drug addicts. All right, we have massive problems in our society. Our country is falling apart. The family unit is falling apart. People are not getting married. People are not having kids, yeah. which is why we're having to open up the borders to let people in. Well, and liberty uh, uh, is partly at fault for this because see, we no, used to I have don't, I don't agree with that. I mean, I, I, to me, it seems like we don't. I mean, those things are a product of us not having liberty for the most part, in my mind. Well, how so? All right, people have the freedom to choose to be drug addicts, and many of them choose to be drug addicts. All right, like you look at the civil rights movement, the uh, feminist sexual revolution, these things were liberty. So let's just concentrate on the drug addicts. I mean, because that's the one you brought up first. What kind of, um, you know, policy are you going to institute that's going to get rid of drug addicts? Well, it's not really a... Well, I think people get lost on this subject. There's not really ever going to be a one law that's going to fix everything. That's that's oh, I like, think. I feel like that's my point. I feel like you're making my you're you're saying my point for me. Well, well, I think we agree, but just in for different reasons. What we want in the alt right is to rebuild the white community. All right, we want to reshape it, and we want to bring back old values. How do you do that with these, laws, though? How do you do that by, like, telling people what they have to do? Well, not necessarily what they have to do. I think you're uh, assuming what I want to do. Okay, well, well I mean, I'm, I'm open to hearing it. Well, what we do is we support social movements to try and bring back the family unit. So we're going to support uh, churches, we're going to support other conservative movements to encourage white people uh, over the generations to become more conservative each generation after the next to rebuild the family unit. And there are policies you can implement to uh, fix these issues. For example, a lot of these people who are drug addicts, a lot of them became so because of medicine that was given to them Mm -hmm. by their doctors. All right, so we can look into the medical institution and we can look at what type of drugs people should be taking and we can ban them because uh, uh, doctors make mistakes all the time. They used to give heroin to kids. I mean, I agree. I agree that doctors are not like flawless beings. I have some like serious issues with doctors, really. But, um, yeah. but I, I just don't think that. Um, I mean, people people do get legitimate use out of those drugs too. I mean, they 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 are effective. Um, I just don't think that banning, you know, imagine that. I don't think that banning is really effective. So hey, I'm going to step in for one second because before we before we start talking about policy, we have not done enough talking about race, and there's we 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 just haven't. There's there's a, a question that I want to ask you, man. It, it's basically, you know, you said something earlier that that struck me. You said that when different people are kind of living together that or forced to live together or come to a head that there's a conflict, that there's chaos. And I, and I agree with you. I agree with you hundred percent. I think that's true of race. It's true of cultural differences. It's true of 
It's true of gender. I mean, just imagine um, or, or remember when you start when you were in middle school and you started going through puberty, and all of a sudden you liked liked the girls that were around, and all of a sudden your guy friends weren't the most important part of your social world, and all of a sudden you wanted to start you wanted to start uh, communicating with and having interaction was with these this, these girls that you've been ignoring all through elementary school. And it's chaos. It's fu- it's it's fucking chaos. You have to figure out how to change your perceptions and your actions so that you can get that that in your life. You know, it's there's always chaos, and then there's synthesis. So that there's something at the end of the chaos that if you work through it, that you figure out a new normal. You have a new synthesis, a new harmony, um, and you can do that with people of different from different cultures or different races. Because it's happened to the, as you as you put it, white race, a thousand times. So I, I just want to bring this up, man. You you brought up the Romans, you brought up the Greeks. So when we're when we're talking about the Romans, let's say, uh, the Romans are not Roman. They're not. J- just like any culture is not one culture, especially not the high empire that that you know we all think of, think about. The Romans were Thracian. The Romans were Etruscan. The Romans were all these tribes all through Italy and the Alps that, that, didn't, that didn't have any common languages or common religions for most of human history. And they, and they, they settled together, they interbred, they interbred together, and then after an, enough time went by and all the chaos settled and all the warfare settled, then we have the Pax Romana. Then we have the Roman peace and the great Roman Empire taking over most of the world. That, that was not a mistake. That was a product of cultural diversity um, and, and the synthesis that I'm talking about. So I guess, I guess my question to you is, you know, do you think about that? Do you, th- do you think about how diverse, you know, white people, quote unquote, white people are and the, the, um, the amount of mixing that's happened in the white race and the black race and all the other races for that matter for 100,000 years? You know, and all the cultures that have come and gone to lead, lead us to where we are, you know, you, you, you can't throw that under the bus and say that well, you know, those are all white people. I think you're, you misunderstand the Roman Empire. The Roman Empire was a empire, and an empire is one race dominating a whole bunch of different races. That's... All right, so there was not equality in the Roman Empire. There was documented cases of many racism, a lot of racism, happening in the Roman Empire. Hold, hold on, if you were an Ethiopian well, I'm living not, under the Roman, but I, but I, the examples I gave you were tribes living in Italy. I'm talking about the Italian. Yeah, uh, Italian tribes came together. They correct. had a common ancestry. No, but no. So you you have you have certain cultures who came from the Middle East. You have certain cultures that the ones that you would call Proto Aryan that came down from the Russian steppes. You got lots of different people that were merging together in the Middle East and in the Mediterranean. That's one of the most diverse places on the planet historically. Yeah, but it was also they were also killing each other like all the time too. Like they weren't having gay pride parades in the Middle East two thousand years ago. So, all right, they didn't. There was a now. Yes, it is true they didn't have you know segregated water fountains, but they didn't have diversity in the way we think of it today if you were a black ethiopian you weren't allowed to just go to egypt and become the emperor you know that didn't happen they always had a strong concept of race even back in the roman empire so this idea of diversity that you're trying to apply to the roman empire doesn't really apply 
Yeah, I mean, I completely, I completely disagree with you, man. Like, like even, even the language, even the, even the Latin language is, is a, is a, is a, is the end product of a development that happened for, 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 you know, thousands of years. Like, there's way more than one people involved in that process. You know, so, so, you know, and this is, I, I don't know if you listen to the podcast at all, John, but uh, Kyle and I talked about this before. It's like, there's something to me very, very insulting about. Um, like government paperwork that says check your race black or white is very insulting to me because white people are very diverse you know somebody who came from the gaelic isles and somebody who came from you know greece or or turkey or something could not be more different in terms of their genetic makeup their language their religion their culture you know what i mean and and the same thing for black people like there are more languages and religions in africa than anywhere on the planet and we're gonna check. We're gonna check a box that says we're we're black, and it just we're all gonna fall into that group. Like to me, that's... well, I think you have a misunderstanding concept of race. Well, go ahead. Uh, all right. Well, for one, I think you have a very idyllic view of the Roman Empire. But I think I need to burst your bubble. You seem to think that the Roman Empire was very progressive; that it was multicultural. That's not. That's not really but... what he said. To be fair, I mean, he said that yeah, maybe back then. They were not living in a, um, you know, a homogenous society. These people were the masters of those people. These people conquered those people. But through yeah. time, there becomes that synthesis. And then now all of those people who call those original people their ancestors are all now Romans. Right. Yeah, I mean, you can... Yeah, but here's your problem. Go ahead, yeah. The idea that the Romans synchronized with all these other people they conquered is not true the roman empire fell apart i think that's what you're ignoring see the I roman th- empire I, was diverse and it had many different people in it yeah i still however think eventually that, it fell apart it did fall apart but i still think that you're concentrating more on like the the big empire and we're concentrating more on these people who from the outside looking in you would say those are all the same that's all the same culture but if you talk to this tribe and you say hey you're the exact same as that tribe they might cut your head off you know um these cultures are not as homogenous as you are saying they are absolutely yeah absolutely yeah but here's the problem if you're saying that white people are not a united race then you admit that these people are not going to be united based on their own races being similar how then can we have any hope that these same people are going to unite with people who are a completely different race than they are? Because All right, people... If a German is not going to identify with an Irish person, how then can a German identify with an Ethiopian? You do it on an individual basis. You don't, you don't talk about German people. Um... We've been trying that for the past 50 years, and this country has fallen apart. Yeah, but so like the... the... Like, so if we just go back to the Roman Empire for a second, you know, that that fell apart for all sorts of reasons. And race was, I mean, and to, to my mind, not not a factor, not a not an not a important factor at all. It was about it was about overreach and it was about corruption. It was about the government, the government becoming totalitarian and, uh, you know, the, the, the military being stretched thin and the borders continuing to go out further and further until they just couldn't feed the armies anymore. Does that sound like anything that's going on right now? Well, it's... <laughs> well, yeah. It's like right on but the that fucking one, head. Yeah. Uh. But still, like, 
I don't really know what you're trying to say here. Are you saying that the Roman Empire was able to go past race? Because that's just not the case. No, I'm race is a well. I'm saying. I mean, in the ancient world, race was not at all. I mean, the the topic was very different than it is today. Um, What what I'm saying is that the Roman Empire, but the same principle applies. So the, the Roman Empire didn't fall apart because of because it was diverse or because of race. It fell apart because it was it was governed terribly, and that they didn't protect their their capital. And the well, vi- how else were they supposed to govern it? The more and more people they conquered, the more and more complicated it became, because they required a larger military because they had to keep these other people seg- uh, separate. Like if they tried to defund the military in the Roman Empire, immediately these other people would try to reclaim their independence because they were not the same as the Romans, which no, no, is why no. they well, were required. Well, hold on. Yeah, that, that, I think right there is the, right, right there is where the is where the difference is. So you're right. You're right. They would want their liberty. As soon as the warlords are gone from their land, they would want to they want to rule themselves. I agree with you. That's about liberty. It's not about race. It wouldn't matter if those people were being conquered by other white people or other black people, you know, as the case may be. They want to be free. That that's what people want. People don't like to be told. They want their people to be free. They want to. All right, be if free. they want their own individual freedom, they will just ran away to some other part of the world. Why would but they these people, why, why why would they do that? They they leaving they're leaving their family, they're leaving their farms, they're leaving they're leaving their everything they know. Why would they do that? They would Well, yeah, but that's that. what you don't understand. Race is about family. Race is about extended family. It's not just about what skin color you have. The Ethiopians are a tribe of people. You look at the Middle East today, most of those people are directly related to each other. All right, so race is not about skin color. It it, it is about family. And people think about race as a family. And they act in the interest of their racial group because to them, that is their family. Well, would you agree that if you married a person of a different race, that that person would be your family? Well, yeah, for one individual basis, but and it's you, not going to work on large scale. Well, it's like communism. And then, and then, well, right, communism. Sorry. No, I was, I was just going to say, like, you, you guys have kids, and then your kids are mixed race, and then you know what I mean. Like, well, they're not going to identify with anybody. Most certainly, that's my race. Mixed race people will tend to identify as minorities. Look at Barack Obama. Nobody sees Barack Obama as a white man, even though his mother is white. They see him as a black man. Race makes, look, look at South America. In South America, every single population is mixed race to some degree, but yet South America is one of the most racist continents on the earth. So this idea that race mixing will solve the problem, we know this not to be the case. So what... When you say that South America is one of the most racist continents on the earth, you're talking about, like, amongst each other. Like, they are prejudiced, you know, Peruvians are prejudiced against Venezuelans and that kind of shit, right? Yeah, like, literally, I've talked to people who are, like, 40% black, but yet they hate other people from being more black than them. Like, this racism won't go away no matter what you do. So I think think my problem is just... My problem with this is the is the focus on race because it seems to me that everything we're talking about has has almost nothing to do with my genes and the way I look. It, ha- it has to do with having differences that that we have trouble reconciling with one another. And your and your your opinion seems to be that that's impossible. And I and I guess my point is that historically you could you couldn't be more wrong. Like I was I was listening to a podcast while I was mowing the grass today. 
and um, there was uh, that Yanmi Park lady from North North Korea was talking to Joe Rogan, and she said uh, something to him, and he, he said, you know, you can't put the genie back in the bottle. And this is a stupid example, but I'm going to bring it up. That's a phrase that we all know. All three of us on this call, everybody listening in, in on the internet, knows that uh, and understands what I mean by that. You can't put the genie back in the bottle. However, genie comes from comes from the Islamic culture. It comes from the ancient Arabian culture. It's jinn. That's, that's their name for devils, for demons. And it, it, but yet we have we have a synthesis of that culture to such a degree that I can say. You can't put the genie back in the bottle. We all understand what that means, and it's useful to have a, a, a phrase like that. It doesn't come from any white person. It comes from a language in the Middle East, an ancient with ancient origins, and yet it's been synthesized into our language, and we can all we can all use that. I mean, it's a silly example, but what, what do you think of that? Well, yes, we get different cultures from other people, but we always divide ourselves based on race. We see this with religion. If you look at Christianity. The original Christians were mostly Jews and Arabs, and they spreaded Christianity to Europe. But of course, as we know, Europe did not let the Muslims in. You know, as soon as these Europeans became Christian, they kicked out the Muslims, the Arabs, and the Jews. Or excuse me, the Arabs, not the Muslims. My bad. But the original Christians that spread Christianity to Europe, they were not welcome in Europe. All right, as soon as the Europeans became Christian, what, they why kicked do you think, out. Why do you think they weren't welcome in Europe? Why? Uh, when you look at history, Jews have been discriminated against throughout mo- all of modern European history. All right, the church, the Catholic Church, has been uh, the most anti Semitic throughout history. You look at the Crusades and the Jews that they killed, killed, uh, it was all they uh, didn't like. I'm sorry, there, there's a phone ringing in the background. Oh, that's all right, I can't. But, yeah, sorry. But, you know, your theories make sense in theory, but if you look at the actual history, that's just not the case. People will share culture, all right? People will share ideas between different races, but they will divide themselves uh, me, based on race. So this idea that race doesn't matter, race is a modern thing, this is not true. Race is a natural biological factor and we see consistently that race will be a decisive factor in society now it's not the only thing i agree to that but it is a very important thing like i said before the three most important things that uh, define what's going to happen to society is the racial issues the cultural issues and the political issues these are the three most important things so I guess- and the idea that we can substitute race with culture is impossible race is not culture is not a substitute for race race is a factor that will determine the fate of people so and I, you can't ignore that well I, listen I, I agree with you to the extent that you said earlier about the lunch table in high school because i had that experience i completely agree with you that that's tribalism, yeah. that people see people that look like them or seem more like them, and they're going to gravitate towards them. Now, if your high school was all white and you didn't have that problem, guess what? The you know the, the jocks are going to sit with the jocks, and the stoners are going to sit with the stoners because they're going to think, hey, this this person is more like me. I'm gonna, I want to find the people that are more like me. That That is tribalism, and I Yeah, but I, the difference is, the difference is you're not going to get stabbed in a white school. You're not going to get stabbed by the jocks. There may be some fights, certainly. But if you're a white person, you're going to get killed in a black school, a lot of them. 
So that- All right, so this isn't just about division. This is about danger as well. All right, the more and more diverse this country becomes, the more and more dangerous it becomes for white people to live in this nation. So, John, I'm going to throw you a bone real quick because I, I've been doing a lot of talking. I want Kyle to do some, but I want to throw you a bone because I, want, I, I have an idea that I think you might, you might agree with. Uh, and it has, to mm-hmm. do, it has to do with why I think racism exists at all. So you, tell me what you think of this. And I said this before on the podcast, so I forgive, forgive me if you've heard this before. So imagine the scenario you just brought up about being in a, a, a situation where you're with someone with another, from another race and you don't know each other and you're timid, just like, just like you know, meeting anybody for the first time. You have a bad interaction, maybe a really bad one. Maybe you get stabbed, like you just said. In, mm-hmm. in a situation like that, I'm going to associate getting stabbed by the person who stabbed me. And I'm going to try to figure out what, what is it about this person that I need to, that I need to know so that I can avoid these types of people in the future. I don't want to get fucking get stabbed again. So there's this, Mm -hmm. so there's this thing, there's this thing that is, is deep down genetically, biologically ingrained in us. It's pattern recognition. It's pattern recognition. Mm -hmm. So if I see somebody, the first time I ever see a black person, I get stabbed. Then I then I I'm gonna recognize that pattern and I'm gonna think okay there's danger anytime I see someone with that color skin so and it's not unreasonable for me to think that because I'm just I'm just trying to avoid that situation there's nothing there's nothing wrong with that but a lefty would say that I'm racist that that is a racist thing to say and I'm what I'm saying is that's that's complete bullshit that that pattern recognition is 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 the reason that we that we survive as a species. And it allows it, allow, it allows us to group people together based on where we might have opportunity and where we might have danger. And it's going to take me lots and lots of interactions with black people, let's say, to figure out to to hone in on it. Like I can't I can't just say all black people are going to stab me. I I, I got I have to be afraid of them all. But you wouldn't blame me for thinking that because it's going to keep me safe, you know, in this mm-hmm. situation. What, what do you think of that? Well, I mean, I think that's part of the reason. You know, people always have bad interactions and that uh, racial discrimination is always going to be the natural result. All right, it doesn't matter who you have. If you put a bunch of Mexicans and Chinese people and force them into a country, uh, any country, you're going to see this type of stuff happening slowly and surely, especially if you have, well, like I said before, race isn't the only thing. There are many other things. So obviously I don't just want a white country. All right, there are a lot of white people that I fucking hate. All right, so certainly I am discriminatory against other white people. As a matter of fact, I probably don't like white people more than I don't like black people. All right, so not only do I just want a racial homogenous society, but I also want that society to have my type of values. So I want to rebuild the white community and reshape it into something that I believe is a good place for my children to live. How do you do that? through means of policy you talking like victor orban type stuff you know where if you have uh you know like let's say if you have five kids you don't have to pay any taxes that kind of shit well i do like that idea but look here's the thing i like it too because it means people aren't paying taxes but well yeah but here's the thing rome was not built in day all right it's going to take a long time to get what I want and what other people want. And the way I look at it is not that we're just going to implement a government policy and everything's going to magically be better. Okay. The way I look at it is more like a religion. All okay. right. 
uh, you want to take your religion and you want to build a community around it, like the Mormons, the Jehovah's Witnesses, the Catholics as well. Okay. That's the way I look at nationalism. I want to build a white community in a white culture and bring these people together to build something positive. All right, I gotta stop and you. Sure. I gotta stop you just to clarify. So, so you say you want to you want to restructure this this white culture, but what you really with the word that you used earlier was values. And so, my question is, do you think that if we all if we all if we could get to a point where we could agree on fundamental values, that it wouldn't matter what color our skin is and race wouldn't be a, wouldn't be an issue if the uh, values no, because, were there. No, because like I said before, uh, we, we've already tried this experiment with Christianity. We tried to spread Christianity across the world, and we spread Christianity across Europe, and yet there was still division. So then, right, so, so, so then, why is it we've already? Why is it okay to have a, a little bit of diversity? If you know, like, it sounds like you're saying you, you'd really rather have a white minority where we can enforce, you know, our our values, assuming that we can all agree on them. Um, why is it well, okay? Why is it okay to have any minorities in the culture if if what you really want is you know one mind? Well, no, it's about more of the quality of the white person, the individual. Like I do support individualism as long as it's not parasitic. You know, my view, individualism should be used to help your fellow man and not just, you know, people of your race, but other people as well. So not only do I want white people to be a majority of the United States, but I also want them to be good hearted white people that do good for not only just white people, but other people. How, I have no problem. Huh? How, you go. how do you materialize that? How are you going to, I mean... You know what? I, do you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't even know how to ask it any other way. Like, how do you make that happen? Well, oh, Rome was not built in the day, like I said. Well, uh, I, I mean, well, I understand. Do, I just don't understand how you do that without, um, you know, like gross, like a, a gross use of force that that like from from what I know about you from the little bit we've chatted, you know. Uh, before we we did this like you don't seem like a uh, a person i mean you even said it earlier in this podcast that you're not like hateful towards people you don't like you know hate black people you don't want to like hurt people but now you're talking about like casting people out of society because of not even race ideas well uh, and look, and actually our... let, let me clear something up i i, I do think that I think that on some level you should not even on some level. I, I'm a freedom of association absolutist. I think that you shouldn't have to associate with anybody you do not want to. Um, that being said, you don't have to associate with them. You can't like remove them. You know, uh, you, you know what I'm saying. Well, are you talking about kicking minorities out of the country? I mean, yeah. How does that? How does that get? How do you get that done? Well, like I said before, I want a white majority America. I don't want to kick out every person of color. More babies, However, right? the problem the problem is is a lot of these minorities are committing violence against white people. And to those specific people who are committing violence, yes, we're going to kick them out of the fucking country. All right, these Mexicans who are coming over here who are members of the cartel, they're going to get kicked out. The Muslims who are attacking people in Europe, they're going to get kicked out. And these black people who are burning down cities, 
demanding reparations, I'd say we should send them back to Africa because they're being hostile towards white people and we have a right to defend ourselves. So they, they did try that um, in the 70s uh, voluntarily. I mean, at um, Liberia in Africa, they, they, they tried that. That also didn't work. Um, boy, man. Well, well, like I said, freedom of association. I'm happy to support black nationalist movement. I support the idea of an ethnostate. So I'd say that what black people should do is have themselves an ethnostate in South Carolina. But here's my idea for America. We can have freedom of association. So here's what we can do. Hypothetically, we can make, say, Texas or, say, North Dakota a white ethnostate, and we can make South uh, Carolina a black ethnostate. All right, so all the white people who don't want to live around minorities, who don't feel comfortable living around minorities, these white people can voluntarily move to South Dakota, while on the other hand, all the black people who believe that they're being oppressed, all the black people who don't want to live uh, around white people, these black people can voluntarily move to South uh, Carolina. And uh, all the other people who don't mind living around people of different races, they can live wherever they want. No, I, I, I mean, I don't have any, I don't have any, any objections necessarily. But I, there's something you said earlier that I meant to ask you, and it just came back to me when you were talking about um, uh, having an, like having a white ethno state where the values could be consistent, and they're not going to yeah. be, they're not going to be impinged upon by other people who don't, who don't share those values. And you said something that you would support a black ethno state too. So it sounds to me like you, like you would think that that the black race, and I, you know, I don't even know, I, I, I hate even using that phrase because I. Like, like I already said, there's so many different groups there, but that they should do what you're suggesting white people should do also, that they, that they should form a homogenous state of their own where they can, where they can share, share. The their... ones who want to, I'm not saying every single one, but right. the ones who are of a tribalist mindset, they, those specific ones should be allowed to have their black ethnic state. Okay. So, so with the, the white people go and they, they live, the like-minded white people go live together. They have, they share the same values, and so they don't they don't have any bumps in the road. They can just do what they want to do and go the direction they want to go in. Black yeah. people, black people can, be, and black people can do the same thing, and they should, right? And, and you're saying that they mm-hmm. that that they would be able to do good for themselves and maybe even for for other people too if, if they did that. Is that is that fair? Mm-hmm. So then yeah. so then what's so then why not just why not just do it together, man? Why not just have the same have the same values? Um, and, and we all lived, all the people living together, sharing those same values. Why does it matter what color their skin is, man? If they well, sh- if it's they not about share- color of skin. Race is about ancestry. Race is about tribe. Race is about family. If I get a Sharpie and I color my skin black, I don't immediately become an African. All right, African is about ancestry, is about identity. Right, but your, when I say black, your, your ancestry goes back to Africa. Do you, I mean, do you believe that? Well, I mean, yeah, all humans come from Africa, exactly. but we've evolved over the years with a distinct people. I'll explain what race means in a little bit, but going back to what you said about not labeling all people as black. When I say black, I do mean specifically black people in America who are descendants of slaves. All right, these people are a group who are very like-minded to one, each other, one another. They have a tribal identity. And they have a unique experience that is unique to them alone. So that's what I mean when I say black people. Yeah. Obviously, uh, obviously the Zulus 
and the Congo people, they're very different. I admit that. And, you know, obviously diversity isn't going to be achieved within a single race, obviously. You know, we see with the Asians, they're very much tribal against one another. You know, the Japanese don't like the Chinese, etc. But here's the problem. You admit this. You admit that different people of the same race don't like each other. But yet then you go and say that, oh, everybody can just live together. I'm sorry, but if you admit that Chinese people and Japanese people don't like each other, how then can we expect Japanese people to get along with black people who are of a completely different race? Because, because people who are Japanese and people who are black get along. No, they don't. What are you talking about, man? Japan is a very racist country. Do you know the the hip-hop group Wu-Tang Clan? Well, look, there are millions of Japanese people. There's plenty of a percentage of Japanese people who don't mind living around black people. But like I said before, there are personality types. Not every Japanese person is going to become a progressive. All right, if you try to import millions of Africans into Japan, there's going to be a fucking race war. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but you know what? But so, so I'm not even sure. I, you're you're right. I mean, if you if you took a bunch of people of you know, from a different culture and different language and different religion, and you put you insert them into somebody else's you know stasis, somebody else's culture, um, there will be conflict. I 100 percent agree with you. But this is this is the thing that we decided in this country. We decided that um, no, we didn't. It was worth it was worth it in the end. That's what we decided. No, we didn't. <laughs> uh, America was always meant to be a white ethno state. The founding fathers specifically wrote laws saying that only white men were allowed to vote. This idea that America was supposed to be some liberal, diverse democracy is simply not true. So I, I'm not exactly. I don't exactly mean that. Let, let me put it in a different way. Let, let's let's go back to your ethno state example, and let's suppose that that happens. You got a you got South Dakota full of white people. You got South Carolina full of black people, and there's no there's no diversity there whatsoever. And then you've got um, then you've got Tennessee, and let's say Tennessee is integrated. They got all different kinds of people there. Imagine ten, yeah. imagine Tennessee starts doing really really well. You know, they, they're like the new the new tech place, the new you know whatever like like. They're producing, uh, you know, in, in, ingenious new things. Let's say they're succeeding, and you look at and you look at the mm-hmm. the, the ethno states, and you, you see that they're lagging behind. At some point, the black ethno state and the white ethno state is going to say we're missing the fuck out. These people who are who who are mixing their ideas are coming up with some awesome shit, and we're missing out. Now, even even if there was crime and and in you know more fight infighting and more you know social unrest in Tennessee. They're going to say it's worth it for us because our people live better, their economy is better, their lives are their lives are more uh, you know diverse. There, there's more going on. There's fucking awesome restaurants to eat to eat at. Everybody's not eating fucking you know uh, goulash and and schnitzel. So that you know at some at, at some at Chinese food yeah at some point at some point the ethno states are gonna are gonna feel like they're missing out. Like that's a possibility, and and in this country oh, wow. that's, that's the melting pot idea. Well, we'll have to see about that, but for one, I seriously doubt that's going to happen. You know, you look at multicultural societies, they tend to become third world countries real fucking quick. You look at America, we're becoming the third world country. However, if that does happen, 
let's say that does happen. The EFTA states become poor. They become a totalitarian dictatorship like the Soviet Union. Let's say that happens. All right, that's your choice. If you want to go move to Mexico, if you want to move to the Congo, and you want your nice Indian food, you know, you can go move to those countries. All right, that's your choice. The problem is, is our uh, government is forcing people into this country against the will of white people. The majority of white people have always voted against the, uh, against uh, immigration. Even back in the civil rights movement, the majority of white people voted yeah, but, against. But but you mean huh? but you mean conservative when you say white? You mean conser- It's conservative people that are against it, not white people only, right? Well, why are they conservative? All right, what do conservatives believe? Because conservatives back in the day, they believed that in the idea of conserving the nation, conserving the Constitution. And one of those values that you're ignoring is the racial value. All right, conservatives back in the 1950s voted about 90% for segregation. All right, so I think when you say conservative in values, you're ignoring the fact that one of their values was racial homogeneity. So I, I think that is a, I think that is like one of those historical misunderstandings. It's like, uh, it's like we didn't have a, we didn't have a, a good understanding of what it meant. So we just, so we just throw everything under the umbrella of racism, which, which is, which is a problem. It's a problem, man. It's what's, it's what's dividing us right now. And and uh, I mean, you, 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 sound, you sound like you're a little, a little younger than me, man. And I, and Kyle and I, Kyle and I grew up in the city. Um, you know, it, it, uh, uh, the majority, vast majority black where we grew up. And uh, um, uh, I don't know where I was going with that. I lost my train of thought. Son of a bitch. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I remember, uh, I, you know, growing up in that, that atmosphere, things seemed, uh, seemed, things seemed pretty integrated to me. That's what it was. It, it didn't seem that bad. Yeah, it didn't. It didn't seem that bad, man. Like, well, because, well, because your reality, us white people for decades have been lied to by the media. The '90s were probably the worst time, or one of the worst times in history, that had the highest crime rates, and like all these, just like Black Lives Matter today are burning down cities. That shit was happening back in the '90s, but yeah. the news media doesn't LA riots talk about and whatnot. It. Yeah. If but we, here's the thing about it. Yep. Did you did you live in a gated community or not? No. Like were there cops around to protect you? There were no co- there were no cops around. It was a, it was a rough neighborhood. Right. Well, here's the thing about it. Well, you admit that. All right. But here's the thing about it. There is a race war against white people. It is a very dangerous country to live in, but you don't think that because you're never told about these things. All right. If the media were actually honest every single day you would hear another story about a white woman being beaten by a black man and a white man being killed by a black man. These things happen all the time. Right. But yet the media doesn't talk about it. All right. So the reason you think these things is because you've been brainwashed with liberal propaganda. You were, you grew up watching these TV shows like Bill Cosby thinking that uh, black people were just like you. They were nice people, which many of them are. But your idea of America is skewed because you've been listening to liberal propaganda saying that America is doing perfectly okay, everything's nice, minorities are terrific. But uh, hold on, man. Hold on. What you're saying is like directly contradictory to what we just said. 
and that it's based on our experience that we grew up in a neighborhood that was mostly black. And I mean, yeah, there were, there were not nice kids who were black, but there were a bunch of, I couldn't fucking stand a bunch of, a bunch of the white kids, especially I started going to uh, a private school that was pretty integrated as well. I, the white kids were the fucking worst. I mean, yeah, well, that's because you grew up with a lower quality of life and you got used to it. All right, but um, you got lucky, my friend. All right, if you were a white woman that got freaking raped by a gang of Mexicans, you would have a very different thing to say. But you're a man, but so if, you but, were if, able to. Well, but if he was a white woman and got raped by a by a white man, it would be this. It would be the same. Well, here's the thing about that: you're drawing a false equivalency. White neighborhoods are the safest in this country. All right, that's why all these people are trying to move to our countries because they're safe. Rich, right, neighbor, if you're rich, a white rich neighborhoods. Rich neighborhoods, yeah, of course. No, these are white neighborhoods. They're always white. I don't know that there's such a thing, you know, unless you're. I don't know that there's such a thing, John. Yeah, a white majority neighborhood tends to produce less crime and become safer. All right, we were the ones who invented human rights, white people. We came up with the Constitution and we built these great countries that are completely safe. And these minorities are trying to move here. And the issue is they're bringing crime with them. All right. So these neighborhoods that are minority majority, which is what I mean by minority neighborhood, a white neighborhood is a majority white neighborhood. All right. So minority neighborhoods are dangerous for white people, which is why we always have to move to white areas. All right, you're not going to raise your daughter in fucking Detroit. All right, you're going to take your daughter and you're going to raise her in a majority white neighborhood. Lots of people, lots of white people raise their their kids in in Detroit. I mean, it, it's not a product of yeah. They have the gated community. All right, they have to protect themselves constantly, and they're constantly at risk. So, so, the, so, how about we do the example of the the trailer park? Like when I when I grew up, um, about forty minutes away, I went to school. Uh, it was a really rural neighborhood, but it was poor. And, uh, you know, the little, clus- little cluster of trailer parks, 100% white, 100% poor. And there was, you, you know, you, you, the likelihood of you getting your ass kicked walking through that neighborhood is, or getting robbed is fucking high. The same as it would be if I went into a poor, a poor black neighborhood. You know what I mean? Uh, no. Poor white neighborhoods still have a lower crime rate than rich black neighborhoods. And you can fact check me on that if you want, but poor white neighborhoods uh, tend to have less crime than even well-off black communities. And so what do you think the difference is then that, that, uh, that causes it? Well, I think the difference is race. All right, if you're a black man and you walk down a black neighborhood, uh, you're probably not going to get targeted because you look like you belong. That All right, so I think race is a big factor. That doesn't factor make in any sense because... Black people commit more crime against black people than they commit against white people. Well, they do, but you can still live as a black man in a black neighborhood. And I you guarantee. can still live as a white man in a, in a black neighborhood. It happens all the time. Just dude. barely. The quality of life I mean, for white people in black neighborhoods severely decreases. All right. The only but the quality of life for everyone in that area is severely decreased. It's not just it's the black people, it's the white people, it's the Asian people. If they live in that area, everyone who lives in that area is living a decreased quality Yeah, but it wasn't like that life. fifty years ago. Back when Detroit was a white majority county or a white majority state, it was safe. Yeah, I'm I'm not one hundred percent sure it has to do with. 
Uh, well, 100, I'm not sure that it is mainly to do with race. I mean, I'll say that you start shifting racial demographics of places and, you know, values are going to change. Um, that That's true. But I think that uh, it hasn't been such a drastic change that white people and black people can't live together. And I think that that is... Well, it's not that, that they it, can't that it, live together. That's, that's, it's evidence in the fact that they live together, like, all the time. Well, look, and, this and, country and, is going to end, huh? And a lot, I was just going to say, and and a lot of them like to. They want to. So, I mean, I just don't... Well, under- they don't want to. The majority of white people in America live in white neighborhoods for a reason. All right? And America is becoming more and more like South Africa. All right? You may be protected. All right, sure, maybe you get lucky and you make uh, some white, uh, some black friends. But the rest of the white people are being killed every day. And has white people become more and more of a minority in America more often? All right, you can just look at the hate crime rate. Minorities are like 10 times more likely to commit hate crimes against white people and even against each other. All right, if you're a black man living in a white neighborhood, the fucking Ku Klux Klan ain't going to come out and try to kill you. That hasn't happened since, like, the fucking 80s and 70s. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, if you're a white guy walking down a black neighborhood, or even worse, a white woman, there's likely to be some shit happening. If you look at the minorities, yeah, they're killing each other all the time. The Latin kings, the cartel, these people are at war with black gang members. I think that all right. So this country is becoming a third world war zone, just like Africa I mean, and South seem, America. That seems hyperbolic to me, but but I don't disagree with that so much. And but I just what I disagree with is that it's driven by race. I think this yeah. I think this country has problems, um, t- and a lot of them are uh, division, and a lot of that is driven by the media. And ju- and I disagree with John in the sense that. I think you only hear about black-on-white crime or white-on-black crime. You never hear about white-on-white crime or black-on-black crime because they don't give a shit about that. They want to continue to make us, to, to make us feel different from one another yeah. so, that, so that they can reliably get black people to vote D and white people to vote R. It's fucking ridiculous. So, and, well, no, they're trying to start a race war against white people because these stupid liberals believe that white people are the devil and they want to try and replace white people with minorities because they believe that minorities are good people, all of them are good-hearted, and all white people are bad I, people. I mean, I think that that's kind of a, a simplistic explanation because, I mean, a lot of these liberals that you're talking about are white people, so... Um, well, yeah, they've been brainwashed with communist propaganda. No, I think that they're taking advantage. I think that they're playing these people like a fiddle and uh, getting them to be outraged so that they, you know, like Chris said earlier, vote, you know, get the black people to vote D... The, uh, you know, not just black people either, the minorities in general mm-hmm. to vote for the Democrats. Um, yeah, because they're voting for their racial interests. All right, look at what the Democrats believe. All right, just think about it. Why do the Democrats believe what they believe? They, they, they tell people what they need to to get them to vote for them. No, look at the principles and the positions that the Democrats always take. You will notice that everything that negatively affects white people, the Democrats take the position of. The Democrats are anti-Christianity because they say that they're against religious bigotry, but yet they're completely okay with Islam. And the reason they do that is because they see Christianity as being the white man's religion, and they see Islam as being a religion for brown people. 
So the Democrats, they love Islam because it's not white. I think. But yet they hate Christianity because it's seen as the white man's religion. I think that that is a product of those liberal people actually being racist against Arabs and Muslims. And, you know, that is them being like, oh, we, we need to hold these white Christians to a higher standard. We need to be rejecting this God, and we need to be steering towards atheism and materialism. But those why are they those dumb, dumb the, those those dumb Muslims they can they can worship their God. That's fine. You know we don't need to worry about that. That's what I think that is a product of. Well, I think you think the majority of people who vote Democrat, white people who vote Democrat, are smaller portion of these people i think you're over uh representing white liberals like white liberals you know if we were let's say hypothetically all the minorities disappeared from america yeah. all right america would be a hundred percent republican all right in every county that, the that only is, places uh, that would be democrat would be new york city and probably california all right minorities are the backbone of the democrat party at least today they are I mean, I understand what you're saying, but I, what I'm saying is that there are still you, – you say that if you got rid of minorities, America would be 100 percent Republican. No, it wouldn't. Maybe all of the counties would be – you know, all of the – all of we the would. even cities would be Republican, but there would still be a bunch of liberal Democrat people. They would just be living under an ideology that they don't agree with. Well, yeah, but – but that wasn't my point. My point was that the Democrat Party gains its power for minorities, not white liberals. Maybe it used to be back in the day, but modern day America, most uh, white people, the majority of them are becoming Republican. They get Republicans. their they get their power by dividing people and getting them to vote against each other. It doesn't matter. Well, that's the vision. Racial, it doesn't matter. Uh, the racial lines are, uh, I think, consequential. No, you don't. Well, I agree they want to divide people, but they're using divisions that already exist. All right, so they're playing on the racial issues that are already there, and they are puppeteering these people, but yet they're using the racial issues that already exist. They didn't invent race. They're using race as a way to attack white people. So, so let me ask you this, man. So imagine, like, I don't know, a thousand years in the future— um, we, and, and, and we'll just take the United States as example because there's a lot of people, a lot of different people here. A thousand years into the future, and we've all managed to fuck our way to the same shade of brown. Um, that would never happen. Well, just just imagine, imagine a world like this. We've all we've we've interbred sufficiently. The cultures the cultures become uniform. Th- then what? We're st- we're still going to be de- finding ways to divide our st- ourselves. Yeah, of course. There's still right, as you see with religion with nationality, people are going to divide themselves. The only difference is there are not going to be any more white people anymore, or or black people in this scenario. This really would no. be this really would be the homogenous scenario where everybody is is mixed. They're all the same at that point. Yep, and then humanity will look. Here's the way you got to look at this: there is no such thing as progress. All right. Every issue that we have today, we had a thousand years ago. All right. This idea that we're making progress with some type of goal 
to where we're going to evolve into the next stage of human and start colonizing Mars. That ain't going to happen. The society works kind of like a phoenix. You know how a phoenix works, right? How a phoenix will live for thousands of years and then it will die and be reborn. Right. That is how humans work. We will build ourselves up. We will build ourselves a great civilization. And then it will become diverse. We'll become more progressive. And then it will fall apart and we'll go back to being tribal. It's the, this is it's what the happens. diversity that does it. Yeah. So that, so well, we, we keep, com- uh, we keep coming back to that, but like the example we, we talked about with the Roman empire, you know, and we, you can see that happening with the United States because, because that, that's the, that's the closest thing that there's that there's been since the Roman Empire is the United States. Well, we had the British Empire. Yeah, the, Brit- the, Brit- yeah, the British the British Empire for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, but that's the thing about it: diversity is the end of the life cycle of an empire, and then it falls back into tribalism. But 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 it might, but it, but it might not be though. It might be it might be corruption. So it's like so Kyle and I had this conversation a bunch where, we're, where we talk about like the problems with the police force and the in the defund and all that stuff. Where we're like, look, man, Andy Griffith, uh, you know, when the communities were small, and I, and I know you're going to say, hey, they were all white, but listen, when the communities were all small, and the and the cops knew everybody, and and it, it was a manageable size, there, you know, crime crime wasn't a big deal. You knew that who the two drunkards were in the neighborhood. You you knew who the kids were that were likely to get into some shenanigans. So having a smaller having a smaller, more manageable community is is the solution. And and well, yeah, but. And when, when it gets big, it become it gets unmanageable. It's, and just like what we're seeing, what we're seeing now, like you want to you want to do anything nice for the people, like a social program, it will bankrupt you. And that's what it's doing to us. And and in order yeah. in, or, in order for us to continue to survive, we do things like, right. like like put our feelers out and have mi- military bases all over the place, so that so that if, if the shit hits the fan, we're gonna bully our way into into continuing. It's like a survive. It's like a survival technique, and I think the solution is smaller communities, smaller governments, smaller states, and not race at all. It's the money and the and the corruption well, and the war that that brings it down, not race. Yeah. Well, these things are connected. Look, here's what you need to understand: the reason why corruption happens is partly because of race, because of diversity. You see, in the Roman Empire, what happened was at first it was the Roman people. Who are working for the interests of their people group. So it worked out relatively. Now you're always going to have corruption. You're always going to have prostitutes and adultery, etc. Exactly. But the society will not immediately fall apart. The government will do its job. So what, what it I, is what, when sorry, you embrace sorry, sorry, jo- sorry, John. I, I just want to clear up. I didn't mean when I said corruption. I didn't mean like like sinful behavior. Yeah. I, I meant like the government, the state. You know, taking money from this person, doing favors for that person. Next thing you know, they don't work for the people anymore. That's what happened to the Roman Empire. It, it was a republic. It was a re- representative democracy like our government. And one day Caesar said, "Fuck you guys, I'm an, I'm king." And they, everyone was like, "Okay." You know, that's what Hell happened. Caesar. That's what that's what happened, man. Caesar made the Roman Empire great. The Roman Empire is a shithole before Caesar brought it. To no, man. I mean. Well, I mean, you know, I can almost understand the point you're trying to make in that but, the the Roman yeah. Empire went on to great things after Caesar, but uh, yeah, it was a joke. It was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, well, I do like Caesar. But here's my point: the diversity and corruption will go hand in hand because you have to understand how a government functions. A government is supposed to function for the interests of their people. But here's the issue. 
when you have diversity, when you have different people groups, this becomes an issue. Like, who is the government meant to serve? Are they supposed to give equal resources to everybody? In which case, that's communism, and it fails. All right, when a government becomes too diverse, it becomes too much for them to handle. And this is what happened in the Roman Empire. You had all these different territories, all these different problems all across the world, and it was too much for them to handle. And diversity was one of the root problems. I think the problem is that they're trying to handle it in the first place. I think that... um, Well, yeah, that's my point. They should. The Roman Empire should never have expanded. It should have just stayed within the Roman people. Well, they see, had no, no I don't necessarily I don't necessarily disagree with that if we're talking about uh inter what's the word I'm looking for Mu- multiculturalism uh breaking up empires then then I mean you're making me like multiculturalism because you know I'm not a fan of empire I don't think that that's great uh but I just don't think that the I don't think that the well, I'll tell you what. I don't think that the and, racial aspect of empire is what brings it down. I think it's the empire aspect of empire that brings it down. Empires build cities. All right, empires have worked good people for the cities. production of humanity as a whole. But if people, it wasn't for the Roman Empire building bridges, all right, it never would have created the trade routes that developed the other civilizations. Somebody would have created bridges eventually. Hey, hey John. Yeah, sure. Hey, free market, bro. Hey, well, yeah. Hey John, real, real well, quick. Hey, real, real quick. What's uh, what's your favorite band? My favorite band. Yeah. Out like modern music. Okay. So what 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 classic what what classic rock do you like? I, I assume it's rock. I don't know. Maybe not. What do you like? I mean, I'm kind of experimenting. Like I'm a little bi in the sense that I like a whole lot of different music. Okay. Well, the, re- the reason I bring it up, I mean, is it? I mean, I, I, I Kyle said we, we 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 weren't doing this to to put you in a gotcha situation, but the the reason I bring up music is because this is a, a topic that comes up about um, multiculturalism. It's like if it wasn't for the influence of um, of black culture on uh, American music, we wouldn't have rock and roll. We wouldn't we wouldn't have hip hop. We well, yeah. Well, here's the thing. I think you're making an assumption of what I believe. I do support diversity in the sense of different cultures talking with each other and trading with one another. So, sure, when I have my ethno state, yes, I am going to have, you know, interactions with other people. We're not just going to build a giant wall and never talk to anybody. You know, I do support, you know, tourists coming to Britain and stuff. I support, you know, be like Japan. You know, Japan, you got plenty of tourists uh, coming in, seeing Japan, admiring it and different people bringing their ideas to Japan. But, and that's what I believe should happen for uh, white people. I do support the idea of uh, different ideas coming into America so, and coming into Europe. I think minorities have plenty of good things So what to do offer. you do? So what do you but do? But my when, issue. So what do you do when somebody brings the wrong ideas? Because, I mean, uh, if, you're well, open to br- if you're open to people bringing ideas in, People are going to bring in ideas, all kinds of them, you know? Well, so what do there's you do? a toxic idea. What? Well, there's a toxic idea going around, and people are doing bad things that hurt the the collective community, and those people should be punished. You know, if somebody's trying to spread communism, trying to kill people, you know, then obviously you take care of them. You like helicopter rides we're talking about? I mean, for the violence. You know, I'm 
I'm happy to have a debate with a communist. You know, Bernie Sanders seems like a cool guy, but if we're talking about Antifa, yeah, kill those fuckers. But <laughs> so, uh, let me ask you this question. This is a personal question, but uh, um, ha- have you had like have you had like a like a super personal intimate relationship with uh, with a mi- with a minority, whether it be like a like a girlfriend or a, or a, or, a, or a best friend or a family member? Well, I've had minority friends. Yes, I mean, but uh, I think here's what you got to understand. I think you don't understand my idea. I do support the idea of people having friends outside their race. I'm not saying you can only ever have a white friend and you can only ever talk to another white person. Right. But my issue is with the diversity we have today and what it's leading to, it's going to replace white people. We have immigration that if it continues the way it is, Mexicans are going to become the majority of the population. And replace white people. And they're and they're half. I don't like and, that. They're they're half white though. No. Well, the Spanish, the Spanish, are the, people. the Spanish are white, right? And they mixed with the Indians. That's that's what, that's who became the Mexicans. They used to call well, them, they used to call them mestizos. Yeah. Well, yeah. But the Mexicans do not identify as white, and you know, if a Mexican goes to Europe, nobody's going to mistake him for being. Uh, well, the, white. The, the the reason I brought up, I asked you about the friend. It was not to tell, was not to make a statement that, like, you know, hey, you have a you have a black friend, so you're wrong. I, di- I didn't mean that at all. I, I just meant like, I'll give you an example. I had a buddy lived down the street from me, and he was his f- family was from Palestine, and I met him because he, he had a son the same age as my daughter. We we met that way, and uh, they were like yeah. they were like you know from Palestine. You know they, so I, I go to the door, I knock on the door. The, the wife of the house, she's like, hold on, because she has to put her she has to put her hijab on before she can answer the door because I'm not allowed to see her I'm not allowed to see her hair. So this is like a this is an actual conservative Muslim household. And I got to know him and you know, he introduced me to some stuff that was cool, like um, you know, uh smoking hookah before that was a th- that was a popular thing on college campuses and different kind of food I never had and I became friends with him and one of the things that I one of the things I enjoyed the most about about the relationship I had with him was learning, even though they do things differently, they they eat different food, you know, chicken biryani. What the fuck is that? It's delicious, John. So th- yeah. you know, they, they do things different from us. But the thing that was so amazing to me was it's like it's like you put a different costume on. Otherwise, we're we're the same, man. We have the same family problems. We're bitching about our wives. We're bitching about our work. You know, grandpa's over there. How's his health? You know, it's, we have the same. We have the same concerns. We have, you know. And next thing you know, next thing you know, we're like good friends. And surprisingly, dude, that guy was a conservative. <laughs> and the crazy thing was, is that he was he was a conservative Muslim. He supported yeah. he supported Hamas. He supported the Palestinian state, and he hated Barack Obama. He was a he was a George Bush guy. So you know, black Republicans are not white. All right, I'm sorry, but just because we agree on taxes doesn't mean we're the same race. What? No, the the the, the point I'm the point I'm I'm asking you is like, ha, have you ever felt that where where you're spent you you have a relationship close enough to somebody who's from a different race where you realize, man, we, you know we're just the same, we're just the same, we got the same shit going on. Well, yes, we're all humans, but there are different races and tribes that we will divide each other. Uh-huh. All right, obviously there will still be to an extent people who get along, but like I've said before, this cannot be relied upon to create a civilization. If we just dump a whole bunch of Muslims and white people in the country, there are going to be issues. There will be. But let me ask you this. Yeah. You say that because you had a good experience with a Palestinian that uh, you are friends with them and that you support diversity because of that. 
Is that what you're saying? Well, well, I mean, I not because I don't support diversity because of that experience, but what I thought was so what I thought was so powerful about it was just noticing how different he was and how the same he was and how different his family was and how the same his family was to mine. It was like this weird paradox where I can see all the differences. They're obvious. But when I look a little deeper, we're the fucking same, man. We're the same. Yeah, well, here's a... I got a story for you, too. Okay. All right. There was this man who was a famous actor back in the day. Uh, I'm sure you know about him, right? His name was uh, Bill Cosby. Yeah, yes. And he was a very famous actor uh, back in the day. He had his own Cosby show. Yep. And millions of white people would watch his show, and he thought that he was a fantastic guy. He yes. thought that these people thought that he was just like them. The only difference is he had dark skin, but they thought that he was a fantastic guy, mm-hmm. right? Right. But of course, here's the issue. What? Behind the scenes, he wasn't so fantastic, was he? Well, assuming assuming what they say about him is true, you're right. But but what does that have to do with the color of his skin, man? It could have been anybody. What did Bill Cosby well, do? Well, you shouldn't <laughs> be blinded. Well, I didn't say that was the case, but you shouldn't be blinded by your experiences. All right, we need to look at we need to have our people's interest in our, at our uh, has our main interest. What? All right, we need to uh, support our people too. Like we can be friends with other people. Yes, I'm not saying you can't. If you want to have a Palestinian friend, I have friends who are Muslim. All right, I've had friends who are black. I'm not saying you can't be friends with other people of other races. You're just no. saying you're just saying that those people who are your friends could never be your neighbor. Well, it's well. I mean, when they are my neighbor, our my freaking kids get murdered. All right, look at all the shit that's happening in America. Whites what? are being attacked all the time because we got these open borders. So yes, we should be friends with non-white people, but at the same time, we should have, you know, our own interests. We should have our own ground to stand upon because when we submit ourselves completely to minorities and let them take charge. It becomes chaos for white people. So, All right, so we need to have an understanding that uh, there should be an extent of uh, separation. So I, there's some of that I agree with. Um, I, I think the the I think the thing that comes to my mind is like you should. Ju- it seems to me like you should judge people individually, case by case. And if I if I've s- well, we are not a species of individuals. We are a tribal species with individuals within them. Correct. And that's the conservative and the liberal side that you just painted. So the collectivism is the liberal side, and the individualism is the conservative side. And to the point you brought up about personality, we all have some degree of both. So all of us, all of us think that at, at, at some point we want to be conservative. Like when COVID first happened and we thought everyone was going to die, we fucking wanted to, to stay in the house and nobody could come over and fuck you. And that, and you know what I mean? It didn't, it didn't matter what color you were, you weren't my fa- you weren't in my immediate family. Fuck you, get away. I don't want to die. That's how we felt in that situation, you know. Yeah, and this is the unfortunate thing about reality. Like I wish we could live in the Cosby Show. You know, I wish we could live in like all these '90s sitcom, you know, comedy shows. I wish that was the case, but the world is a bad place, and oh. as we're seeing, when you open up the borders. To all these different people, you get your fucking head chopped off. This is what's happening in Europe. Europe, there is a mass rape epidemic. Or it's so bad for a woman, you can't even walk down the street at night. In fucking Sweden, they try to implement a curfew for women, 
to where they couldn't even walk out at night because of how dangerous it became. became. All right, so yes, I agree. There are plenty of good minorities. But at the same time, we as a white race, we are a people too. White people have rights too, and we need to protect ourselves. And the truth is that right now, we are under attack by many hostile minorities, and there are plenty of bad white people who are allowing this to happen. So what I'm saying is we need to collectivize and have our interests for our people. I just don't feel like we're under attack by minorities. I feel like we're under attack by... Tell that to the white women who are getting raped by Muslims, Pakistani rape gangs. I think they'll disagree with you. uh, Well, I mean... But that's the thing. Is it is it those people or is it all Pakistani people? I mean, well, I didn't say all Pakistani. But but what is this is the issue? Well, I mean, look, I don't have all the answers. I just know what's going on. I know that back when uh, Europe didn't have open borders, you didn't have these issues. But now, far too many Pakistanis are coming in. Yes, you did. They are. You did too have those issues. You had. Back then, when there were no minorities, there were different kinds of minorities, and people still raped people. People still killed people. I mean... Well, yes, but our countries were safe. We still had these but they were controllable. What? I mean... Yes, if you were a fucking white woman living in Europe in the 90s, you could walk down the street. All right, but now, even Poland... Poland used to be, like, even Eastern Europe used to have the highest crime rates of all the white countries. But now because of this diversity coming into Western Europe, Eastern Europe has lower crime rates. Poland is safer than Germany. Um, yeah, you know, I, I am not uh, – I understand the criticism of the, the mass importation of immigrants from areas with no screening, no, nothing like that. Um, I, I can definitely sympathize with that. My – where I'm kind of – and this is kind of something that you said you agree with is just like the the understanding that it's not all of the people you know like so uh so so there there's something that John brought up that is a good point mm-hmm. and, and it, it is that we have a responsibility to protect ourselves and we should mm-hmm. now how we define ourselves we're going to disagree on but i agree with you that you see you see attacks um, not just physical attacks, mostly intellectual ones, mostly from the media and from you know uh, pop culture, um, that that makes me because simply because I was born white by no choice of my own, have to feel guilty for being white, have to, have to recognize privilege that I don't fucking understand. You know w- w- what the fuck point you're making? I didn't work hard and do and and make all the sacrifices and decisions I made to get where I am to be called to be to be told that I didn't, I didn't earn it and don't deserve it. Like all of that shit, all of that shit is real and does get under my skin, but I don't think that it is directed at white people specifically. As soon as it benefits the media to change to some other group, they're going to do it. So, John, to your point, we we do have the we do have the responsibility to protect ourselves, and we aren't, and there and nobody is speaking out against it. So you have these people coming on, coming on TV saying that. You know all of these things bad about white people and microaggressions and involuntary racism and all this bullshit. The corporations are have to retrain everybody to make sure we're not you know biased. All this all this nonsense. I agree with you. There should be people talking out against it. There should be people saying, "Hey, that's discriminatory. That's bullshit. You know, you're 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 making this worse." And nobody's doing that. 
but I don't I don't think that race is 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 the is the crux of it even though that's what's being used against us right now yeah it'll be something else tomorrow well and look. that's I think I feel I feel like that is played out in the fact that it is other things in other situations I mean anything where they can get some leverage in there to to start moving people's opinions around, they're going to start, you know, putting pressure on it. And it's, I mean, it's already gender is already that that exactly. it's it's gender. I mean, it, it's race too, but it's also gender now. I mean, I don't I don't know. We don't have to get off into that tangent. Well, look, these other issues are distractions, is what they are from race. So you're right; they will stop talking about race when it benefits them because these people do not want white people to advocate for their people, and they don't want white people to be aware of the issues. So you are correct that. Uh, that there are other issues that they're using to distract from race, but these, all these issues are tied to race. I think they're tied to division, to keep us at each other's throats any way they can. And these divisions are natural and born from racial. They are natural. They're biological. I agree with you on that. I, again, I, I, they come, all right. all, they come, come, uh, come in all shapes and sizes. Yeah. Let me address something you said earlier. Okay. You said, uh, well, you say that we shouldn't judge all people that, uh, we should only judge them like individuals, right? Right. Well, that let me explain. Explain this to you. All right. How do I say this? That's not practical. All right. When you're talking about immigration, let's say hypothetically, I were to give you a pack of Skittles. All right. And let me. All right. Let's say one of them was poisonous. All right. Okay. Are you going to eat any of those Skittles Fuck no. in that pack? Nope. Not, nope. if, not if I knew it was, was a poison one in there. Yeah. Well, why not? Aren't you going to judge them individually? Aren't you going to put them all under a microscope and find out which one is poison? Well, that's, that's a lot of work. Huh? So that's a lot of work. Yeah, you're goddamn right. <laughs> all right, now let me say that you had about, let's say you had a daughter, and let's say you were living in a neighborhood, and I told you that a hundred Pakistanis were about to move into your neighborhood. And that one of them was a rapist. Would you let any of them move into your neighborhood? Well, I don't. Ha- I don't have a choice to not let them move into my neighborhood. But I get your point. Um, I get your point. But fear makes people irrational, and I would be that way about my daughters to protect them. Absolutely. But I will be the first one to exactly. ad- to admit that that might be irrational. And I, you know, I, to, to protect them, I would. I, I would do all kinds of things. I would. I would. I would kill. I would kill a man. You know, fucking with no. Yeah. With not a second thought. Well, that's why I'm saying. We are better off living in neighborhoods that look like us, and we should write policies to preserve our nation the way it is. All right, there is nothing wrong with living in a white majority country, and we are better off. America may not be perfect. All right, white people are not perfect. There are certainly a lot of bad white people, but we're a lot better off living in a white majority nation than a diverse nation. We're seeing this transition happening in Europe and in America. Excuse me, is becoming more and more dangerous. John, did you just like eat lunch before we had this call or something? <laughs> uh, no, I've been eating snacks. <laughs> That'll do it. Uh, so I don't know, man. Just like finding some place to to wrap it up. Well, um, hold, hold on. Oh, man. All right, I got all right. I got two more things I want to ask. Right. Well, let's go. Sorry about that. No, no, no you're all right, good. So I want to talk about America for a second because um, because America because you know what? Like people are proud of their national you know, home and, and there's patriotism. So, I mean, where do you fall on that, on that spectrum, John? Are you, uh, you know, like, you know pr- proud to be an American and generally that what America stands for, you, you agree with, and, you know, 
uh, that sort of thing? Well, it depends on what you mean by America. That's such a, you know, it's been used so many times. It's been changed so much. You know, I don't think America is the same country it used to be. True. I think we can all agree to that. Yeah, absolutely. But I am certainly proud of our ancestors. All right. I had uh, Irish people. I am a descendant of Irish and German immigrants. And I am certainly proud of everything my forefathers did to fight for their nation, for their freedom. Right. But the problem is we got all these foreign people. Many of them <laughs> do not have any respect for our culture. You see, even white people who are uh, disrespecting our ancestors, tearing down our culture, uh, tearing down the statues of our ancestors, our Confederate forefathers, and... You know, this is something that affects me personally because I had, uh, I'm from the South, so that affects me personally. And that's what Charlottesville was about. But these people, many of them, are hostile. You need to understand that these Mexicans, they're racist too. All right. Just like white people have racist people, there are just as many racist Mexicans as there are white people. Sure. Yeah. And many of these Mexicans, some of them are very good people, many of them are. However, some of these Mexicans, are not interested in sharing the country. Right? They're not interested in that. These people do not want to make America great. They want to make America Mexican. They want to colonize America and make it a Mexican nation for no, I, themselves. Well, I, they come here. I, I disagree. I don't, I don't think, yeah, I don't think I don't. they want to turn Amer- America into Mexico. I think they're fleeing from Mexico to enjoy the benefits of America. You know, that, that's, what, that's what they're coming well, here. Well, yeah, they're gold diggers. They're not coming here because they like our history. They're coming here because they like our welfare. They, they like the opportunity, you know, whether that's whether that's a good-paying job or yeah. But or, that doesn't mean they have to love white people or love the Constitution. They're just coming correct. here for economic benefit. Correct. And if you look at what Mexicans support, the vast majority of Mexicans support gun control. They support banning the First Amendment, criminalizing hate speech, and. Most of them have no connection to America for our, our long history. Well, you know, I, I think you may change your tune on, on Mexicans only only because as more of them come here, they're all Catholic. They're all Catholic. Those people don't like abortion. I'm not Catholic. No, I know, but they don't like abortions, so they're going to vote Republican. You know what I mean? There's going to yeah, be they a... don't like abortion because they know it negatively affects their people. But that's not going to matter. Like, it's not going to matter for your grandkids. Rather not, abortion is legal if your grandkids are not going to exist. All right, if they end up getting freaking killed by the cartel, it's not going to matter. So, let, all right, let, let, our let, let, I'm going to circle back to America. We're getting too far off track here. So hold on, hold on. So that I, I, you know, I, I asked you about patriotism, and you're right. I didn't define that very well. So I that, that's a slippery slope. But I I mean things like the opportunity for freedom and liberty, and for 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 a free market. For the you know the uh, the um, life, liberty, and property. That, that's what I mean. Do, do you kind of hold those sacred? Uh, well, yes. And I do. Uh, and, I, and I do. Yeah, and, for and, my people, yes. Well, yeah. And, and, and All right, I, but and that's I, the way I view it. And, and, huh? and so I, I hold those things sacred as, as well. Um, but but all and and I'm one of those people that doesn't necessarily disagree when somebody says America is the greatest the greatest nation that ever existed. I don't I don't disagree with that necessarily, although it's got its problems. We we all agree with that. Yeah. But what made America great and what continues to make America great is not just white people. And and listen, man, I 
I, uh, the white the white people of all different backgrounds have have done a tremendous amount of good and bad, but a tremendous amount of good in the world. And uh, and I and I guess what I'm saying is somebody who's proud and patriotic and, and proud of America and the, and what we've been able to accomplish that that's something that was done collaboratively with people from all over over a long period of time, and it and it it became a culture in and of itself. So I'm not without our permission, we became a diverse nation. Our government betrayed us in the 1950s by opening up our borders. So, go ahead, Kyle. I mean, I, I just uh, our 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 borders have kind of always been open. I mean, it, people have the been, white people. No, no, no. People, the European people have been coming here uh, for a long time, finding ways to get to get here. The Chinese built the railroad. Like people, uh, yes, there are some cases, but we've always had laws specifically saying that only white people can move here. We had Irish people moving here. We had Italians moving here in Germany. Well, they didn't even consider Irish people white at one point. I mean... That's not true. It is true. They were considered to be lesser. All right, white gorillas is a thing, but they were always white. Even if they weren't considered white. So so they they were white. They were just white monkeys. Yeah, they were considered retarded white people because they were a bunch of alcoholics. Right. Of course, white people discriminate against other white people, but that doesn't mean they're not white. That's just something that liberals try to say as a gotcha question, to try and divide white people by trying to make us think that we're not a collective race. We are. We are a people Listen, who have a common history and a common culture. I, I, I agree with that. I don't, li- I, don't, I don't limit it to white people, though. That's, that's the difference between you and I. And I have, Since you brought up liberals, I do, I do have one question that might be a good one to wrap on. And, uh, and John, when we do wrap, uh, do me a favor and hang on. Cause once we stop the recording, I just want to talk to you a little bit afterwards, but, um, mm-hmm. I, I want to, I want to ask you about, about liberals because we've been talking a lot about race and, you know, obviously race, it tracks that way, you know? So a lot of, a lot of black people are going to be more liberal. A lot of white people are going to be more conservative, although there's p- people on both sides of the aisle. People think about it that way. Yeah. Do you think there are, do you think that there are benefits of of the liberal perspective? And do you think it's necessary to have the liberal perspective? Well, I mean, in a sense of trading with other people, of different cultures, sure, there are benefits to having alliances and trading with other people and having some amount of people coming in and exchanging ideas. However, the point of white nationalism is to preserve white people because the, uh, situation we're in is that the minorities are replacing us. I have no problem with minorities. I have no problem with black people. There's a lot of things I like about black people. There's a lot of things I like about Muslims. There's a lot of things I like about Chinese people. I certainly have always loved Japan. But the problem is, is I am white and I have a duty to preserve my nation and my race. And we are currently being replaced by other people. America in 50 years years, white people are going to be like 30% of the population, and it is going to become very dangerous for white people in America when that happens. If you look at the crime rates and how it goes, look at South Africa, you can look at the discrimination that's going on against white people in South Africa, you're going to see where America is heading. And America has a very bad future for white people planned out if things keep on going the way they are. So what we need to do is band together out of love for our own people and advocate for our racial interests. And that, I think that's a that's a pretty good a pretty good spot to stop. I, I would I would contrast that by saying 
out out of love, we need to stand together. Period. You know, full stop. Out of love, not 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 of of, of any particular group. That 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 the human well, that the human family is extends extends to all of us. That there's a place for all of us. And uh, well, let me say this. Uh, I keep trying to compare. Your ideas certainly make sense in theory, but it's kind of like communism. You know, communism can work on small scale. You can have a community that doesn't run on currency. You can have a small community like the Amish where there is no property. However, when you try to implement communist ideas on a nationwide scale, as we saw with the Soviet Union, it was just impractical. And the same thing can be applied to your idea of diversity. Sure, in theory, we can all unite around shared ideas. However, as we saw with history before, that's never going to last. People will quickly divide themselves based on different things. Even among white people, there is division. As we see with all the Protestant churches and all the other churches, there is still division. So your idea works in theory about uniting people based on ideas, but it's never been practical and it's never worked before. I, I, I disagree. I think that it has always worked in a voluntary way. And anytime you try to force people, anytime you f- try to force people to behave certain ways, they're going to, to rebel against that. Um, yeah. So that North Korea, they're pretty obedient. Yeah, well, I mean that that's uh, you know kind of a different situation. We have a that's a, a cultural issue that is a it's like a laboratory where they've created something that doesn't exist anywhere else in the world. Uh, listen, guys. I, well, I, I mean, most countries are not democratic countries, so I think I disagree with that. I think people are tribal, and I think people will submit to authority as we've always done. You know. Modern democracies are a recent invention. Most of our history, we have been tribal and we have been living under a strongman dictator like the kings and the monarchs before. So this modern concept of democracy and individual is relatively recent. And it's not the natural state of humans. What Western culture, has, Western culture has been moving away from that sort of thing for a long time. But, uh, you know, I, I was kind of saying before to wrap up, I am not opposed to you having um, an area where you say only white people can live. Like when I say I'm a freedom of association absolutist, uh, I don't I don't really see why that's that much of a problem. It's not, but it is, as John said, also impractical. Keep going, Kyle. Sorry. Uh, I just don't think that you're going to get that much benefit out of it, to be perfectly honest with you. Well, I guess we'll have to experiment with it. You I know, think you should you be able to. Israel. That's the thing. Huh? Uh, I, I think you should be able to experiment with that. That's the thing. It's thundering right now. I can't. I can hear you, but thundering. Oh, that's okay. That's okay. I think this is a good place to wrap up. Uh, so, John, I and, and uh, I just want to say, that, you know, I'm grateful that you d- wanted to come on, and we had this conversation, knowing that it might get a little bit, uh, you know, a little bit. Um, uh, what, 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 what word you? What word would you use? Interesting. Well, you know that that we did, we weren't necessarily going to agree on these things, and they're, that they're inflammatory and all that. But this is what this is the whole point of the podcast. Kyle and I wanted to make sure that there was a place where people could have conversations when they didn't agree on things. That wasn't a soundbite. That wasn't um, you know uh, going to fall apart into argument and yelling. That people could have respectful conversations that are productive, even if they don't agree, even if they deeply disagree. So thank you for that, man. Sorry.
Uh, hold on real quick. Can I make a plug? Sure. Yeah. Uh, if any of your viewers are interested in looking further into white nationalism, I would recommend uh, going to the National Justice Party. It is a new party formed by other white nationalists like me, alt-right. And it's, uh, uh, I don't have their specific uh, website, but I'm sure you can find them. They're called the National Justice Party. And you can look into it and what they're doing, and you can learn more about what I believe and what we're trying to do. Well, there you have it. Hey, stay, stay, stay with me for one second. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play the outro, and then, uh, and then I'll uh, come back to you. Hold on one second. All righty. Well, there you have it. That's one avenue explored, but infinitely more still to go. I hope you enjoyed thinking along with us. I know, I know. It's not easy work thinking it's hard and full of uncertainties but i'm grateful for the company as we trek through this together here's to hoping that the juice is worth the squeeze see what i did there let's find out together in the next episode